0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on The Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. We did not use ZipRecruiter to hire Kevin Clark. You just emailed me. I'll tell you this, though. If we had gone through ZipRecruiter, they would have found you. You know why I know that? Because their technology and tools make hiring more efficient and effective. It's the smartest way to hire. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ZipRecruiter, The smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur le- huge legal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think drug driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong, especially Labor Day is coming up. Be careful. We have ride sharing now. Don't get behind the wheel, drive sober or get pulled over. Those are your two options. Learn more at NHTSA.gov. Let's talk about the com. We had a uh, running back day. We had is today Sam Darnold day? It's Sam Darnold day. God, I just really lost control of the website this week. We had a Fly Eagles Fly Day and a Sam This Arnold is a Day. Sean Fantasy Flex. There's a couple Jets fans over there, and they're having a great time this week. Well, he's going to be flexing 20 interceptions and seven TDs. <laughs> we're going to talk to him later, actually. We have that. We have uh, the latest batch of Are We Sure NBA, this little gimmick we're doing in August because there's nothing to write about in August. Are we sure DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to w- ruin the Warriors? I'm not sure, actually. Mm. Who knows? Mm. They had such good chemistry last year. You just never know. Speaking of the Warriors, my Steph Curry podcast, it dropped uh, late Wednesday night. It was a good one. Really fun to finally have him on. We went to Oakland to talk to him. Whole bunch of other stuff on ringer.com. Check it out. Whole bunch of great podcasts. Check those out. Check out The Ringer NFL Show, hosted by uh, one of the hosts, Kevin Clark. And we launched Dynasty Football a couple weeks ago which is like shockingly good. Danny Heifetz is like, I think he's like 18 years old. He might be the youngest podcast host. I, I wouldn't doubt it. No. Have they invited you on? Mays nor I are good at fantasy football. We're not going to be invited onto that show. It's it's it, They're just dropping. They have this lingo already. They're like, well, he's a QB eight right now, but yeah. he could get to QB five. No, I'm like, they, what are you guys They, they, they developed about? instant chemistry. Yeah, it's pretty good. Check that out. It's running on Wednesdays and they have a lot of good tips already. I've learned a lot. Dynasty football on the Ringer NFL show. Clark Amazer on there twice a week. Yep. GM Street, it is packed. We're heading toward the season. We're going to talk about the season with Kevin Clark back from his big training camp trip, along with Sean Fennessy, who's going to talk about the history of the Jets QBs. <laughs> but first, our friends from Pro Jam. All right, so I'm driving into work, and the Pats lost yet another first-round pick. Isaiah between, between
1: injuries and NFL investigations. And trading not, down. And trading down not a lot of
0: production from first-round picks. This one was just a bad luck thing, because uh, Isaiah Win, offensive lineman they drafted, just busts his Achilles yep. in the second preseason game. They lost a first-round pick with gate, which was the biggest F job of this decade with football. I still can't believe it. The Steelers just had a deflating football thing at exhibition. Nobody it, cares. It was
1: swept under the rug within
0: eight hours? Nobody cares. Ten Nobody hours? ever cares about footballs except when the By the time I woke up from that story, it had been resolved by the league. Right. No big deal. Lost 2008, lost a first-round pick because of Spygate. And the Pats have traded down a bunch of times. I don't. My math is a little bit off just because I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I would say over the last 11 years, I'm going to throw in Lawrence Maroney too, because okay. he sucked. Okay. Um, just the Pats getting anything out of a first round pick is a borderline miracle. And and yet uh, they're minus 600 to win the AFC East yet. I keep looking at this Pats season. Let's just start with them. Not because okay. I'm okay. a Boston sports okay. fan, because I think it's a really interesting question. We just pencil in the Pats every year for the AFC East. And for years and years, it's been the best bet. Do you went to their training camp.
1: I went to the Bills. You went to the Bills training camp. I went to the Bills training camp. camp, and I'm happy to
0: report for you Yeah, the Patriots are still going to win the AFC East. Okay, good. Because I look at this, and I go, one of these years, they're going to go 6-10. and 10. It's going to happen. This is the rule but of the NFL. But look at the other AFC East team. I mean, I don't think you can tell the story of the Patriots'
1: dynasty without telling the rest of the AFC East story. It's a hand in hand thing. That, that is... The Bills have just been in general, completely irrelevant. The Dolphins have had little specks of relevance, but nothing really sustainable. I mean, again, if they had gotten Drew Brees and Nick Saban and the, those those two team up, it's a t- completely different story over the past decade. It's the biggest one for the, the last 12 Jets. years. I mean, we hear this. I, there are people around the league all the time who say the number one thing with the Patriots dynasty is Belichick. Number two or one B, whatever you want to do is Brady. Number three is... Chan Gailey, and Buddy Nix, yeah. and Todd Bowles, and all of the people around who have conspired to not... It's like the Atlanta Braves in the in the, uh, NL East. Right. In the NL in the, in the, in the East, the Braves. They were helped along in that division streak by the fact that just the Phillies and the Marlins and all
0: those teams never put together a sustainable run. I'm conceding on this. By the way, just for, before I keep going on this, the Jets fans... They like to play the woe is us" card. They've had a couple of nice runs in there. The They've Parcells two, one was really and, nice. And two the Rex AFC Ryan Champions run is really nice. Sense, yeah. It's not like to me comparing them to the Bills. It's no contest. The Bills have never had any nice runs. The Bills, the highlight of their their entire 21st century was winning that Week 17 game that got them into the playoffs, and then they summarily lost and scored three points. Yeah. The Jets have actually had, they beaten New England and Foxborough in a playoff game. <laughs> yeah. Like they've made AFC championship games. Like they, it's not a catastrophe if you're a Jets fan. So settle down, Jets fans.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, the, the Bills are definitely the lowest rung of AFCs. The, AFC the, the Bills are like,
0: yeah, the Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. <laughs> they lost four straight Super Bowls. They they lost the Music City Miracle, and yep. nothing good has happened for them this entire century. And Jalen Ramsey started his quarterback rant on Josh Allen. He it was his first choice. He's like, I'll have a little cup of Josh Allen. But with all of this said, every year we see two two teams that everybody pencils in. Oh, they'll make – oh, so here, who are your 12 playoff teams? I have these guys, these guys. And then something happens. And this was my entire case to go against the Raiders last year. I was like, why are we – right why are we putting the Raiders in the AFC West like are we sure and my fear with the Pats Brady's 41 there's no backup QB um haven't loved their drafts the last couple of years their defense looked abysmal last year I know it's a little better this year but like the middle linebacker is a fifth round la- fifth round pick right now that they're all excited about but we have no idea what he's gonna be like a pass coverage one of these years they're gonna suck so why can't it be this year it can be this year. I mean, it's
1: exactly what you said. I'm looking at the first-round picks here. The last really relevant, depending on how you view maybe Malcolm Brown, I don't know, Donta Hightower and Chandler Jones are 2012. They shipped Chandler Jones It was out. great.
0: They traded up for Chandler Jones. Yeah,
1: and it was a good pick. Yeah, and Solder's gone. Devin McCourty was 2010. And then before that, all those guys are mostly gone. Gerard well, Mayo, but those are four Mayweather. good players. So they got are four, four good players. starters.
0: Yeah, they but, did. I mean, the, the law of the NFL is... Every year with your first-round pick, you're getting a guaranteed starter. And the Pats are somehow batting probably 40% for the last 12 years, and it hasn't mattered at all. They've always been able to sneak around and... Isn't the little
1: theory about belichick in the draft that he listens too much to these college coaches who just sort of give him like the urban myers and the nick sabans and this i always heard this and i don't know know, obviously there's so many there's more weird rumors that come out of new england than any other team yeah the theory i always heard is like the scouts say hey i like this guy this guy this guy and then kind of late in the draft process belichick says well well i just talked to this coach and he says this guy's good and nick saban really
0: likes this running back (laughs) Yeah, I, I that's probably true. So if you had to pick, let's play this up. Okay. Brady, knock on wood, please pray God this doesn't happen. Brady gets hurt. Just a, a season from hell for the Pats. They go seven and nine or okay. eight and eight. Okay. Who, if you had to bet on one of the other three teams to sneak out of nine and seven, ten and six okay. and steal okay. the AFC East, okay. who would you pick?
1: All right, it would be the Miami Dolphins. Only because, okay. first of all, they did it they made the playoffs two years ago. Ryan Tannehill is healthy again. They have a backup quarterback competition right now. Are you familiar with the backup quarterback competition? in you know I mean? Miami? It's incredible. Brock Osweiler and Bryce Petty are currently on the depth chart in Miami, and it's amazing. The Dolphins cut their best player for almost no reason, Ndamukong Sue. Uh, I got some tweets the other day. There's some that, chemistry stuff with him, though. Of course, yeah. But I mean, I think the Rams, the Rams it really can work. Uh, Drake, their running back, is maybe their best player. I don't know. I mean, we we Had played him this on game fantasy, the other day. last six seven weeks. He's good. We, we played this game the other day with Danny Kelly and Rhino Hanlon. I think that you know Danny was throwing out maybe Cameron Wake is their most talented player, which is not true. But the fact that we're throwing that out is is kind of weird. Um, I mean, I just think that they have a couple of guys who, if they hit. That that can be a nine ten win team. And in a very weak if if it was a weak AFC East without a good Patriots team, that's the type of team that can sneak in. The Bills, they're just sort of in stage one or two of a weird retooling. I, I think they might go with Josh Allen sooner rather than later. And then the Jets, I mean, who the hell knows?
0: I don't think their offensive line is good enough. We see this every year. And every year it is an easy schedule. It's a couple sneaky wins early and some momentum. And all of a sudden we're looking around going, Whoa, where had this happen? And it's gonna happen in the Pats. I don't think it'll be this year, but it, like Tom is forty one. Like, the, the only
1: team that has won the AFC East side from the Patriots since two thousand two is the team that put their running back at quarterback for like half the season. So
0: just think <laughs> about it that way, Bill. And that's not gonna happen again. So the Pats are still six to one, Dolphins nine to one, Jets eleven to one, Bills twelve to I like 100. Adam Gase more
1: than the rest of those guys. So
0: that's that's part of the case with the Dolphins, right? They made the playoffs two years ago. Adam Gase is a good coach. They clearly had chemistry issues and got rid of some guys. Although watching um watching the Browns hard knocks. Travis Landry. Just to him blessing everybody, I can understand why they had to trade him finally. It's like, this guy's a lunatic. I Get wrote a profile of, of Jarvis Bus, Bless him, bless him, him, him. Two years ago, I
1: wrote a profile of Jarvis Landry, which he told me he wears a headband because he envisions himself on the field as Rambo, as John Rambo. I remember that. And I, I either that's a massive red flag or somebody you want on your team. There's no in-between on that one.
0: It is one of those things like you could see when they're watching Whatever the first like inner squad scrimmage, and he's just getting open and catching everything, and all the guys are just turning around at each other, go, oh my god, oh my Jesus!
1: No, they were turning around a lot of those. They were turning around to see Greg Williams and
0: Todd Haley literally punching each other in the face
1: (laughs) the entire practice. That's what they were looking at. Who's
0: the biggest loser of Hard Knocks right now? Greg Williams, Todd Haley, or Hugh Jackson? If you had to power rank (laughs) through two episodes, it's probably Hugh. It's probably Hugh. I think Todd Haley's kind of winning.
1: I kind of like Todd Haley. I don't, I mean, I'll, let's be clear. All three of those guys are now completely unemployable. It's Greg Williams certainly is. <laughs> he, Greg Williams seems like a roadhouse no, villain like, or something. I like Todd Haley. I think he,
0: he's a good offensive coordinator, and I think he's a good, he's a good hard knocks presence. Hugh Jackson, it was sad. His mom died in the first episode, yeah. and it kind of obscured a couple of the worst moments I've ever seen from a coach on that show. Like when he did that whole, this is my, this is my show, when you guys have your own team. You can make the calls, but right now this is my team. When you're in this seat, you'll understand. Like he He's basically flexing with the people that he's relying on to succeed day in and day out. There's no way immediately after that meeting they
1: didn't start to stage a coup. There's they no question. They just immediately just starting to undermine him as soon
0: as the meeting was over. I mean, obviously I'm running a company right now that has 95 people and you have an inner circle you want that inner circle to like you and feel somewhat empowered. You can't have a meeting with them and go, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I don't care. When you're in this seat, you'll understand. This is my show. It's like, what is happening? It was, he had some of the worst. He just seems like a buffoon. And he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't great in episode two either. Um, he just kind of wanders around and seems crazy. You put it this way. He went one and thirty-one in two years. Yeah. And it made sense after the first two hard Knocks episodes.
1: Uh, so I, I think the second part of that is he went one and thirty-one in two years and he somehow looks worse now. Yeah. Like it was
0: just you combine the one in thirty-one with that, and it's like, oh, okay. I could see how he's a good QB coach. Like he was clearly like yeah. he's connecting with Tyrod and uh and Baker. And Baker. I like but, but I know this happens every year with hard knocks, but watching both of those guys, I was like, oh, the Browns. Yep. Maybe at some point. So their odds AFC North, they're 10 to 1, which has to be the lowest the Browns have been in some time. It's just a weird, it's a weird division. AFC North, Steelers minus 275, Ravens plus 450, Bengals 10 to 1, Browns 10 to 1. Not a fan of that division.
1: The Steelers are weird. I mean, I just, I feel like at some point it's, it becomes a big deal that Le'Veon Bell just doesn't do training camp anymore. I understand he's trying to save his body and all that, but if he really does show up on September 1st, how is that not a big
0: deal? Well, what about the fact that they know he's not going to be on the team next year? And they can just run him to the ground. And he's conscious of that. Right. And probably has people in his life like, hey, man, you had 38 carries and in, so week f- in the, a week the, five blowout. The all-time
1: what? example of that is DeMarco Murray, who, by the way, just retired over yeah, the season. Yeah, at age 28. At age 28. And the Cowboys in 2014 were like, yeah, we're, we're not going to bring DeMarco Murray back. And they ran him. He's the last. You're familiar with the rule of 370. Uh, which basically if you run the ball 370 times.
0: It's one of the dumbest,
1: most arbitrary, but
0: incredibly awesome
1: rules. It it actually is really effective. He's like the only guy in the last decade who surpasses the rule of 370. Is that true? Yeah. And and it doesn't happen anymore. It does not happen anymore. Todd Gurley's never run the ball 300 times in a season and probably never will. There's no reason but to. But the Dallas Cowboys looked at it and said this is for us. It's better to just tank DeMarco Murray's career. They they made the playoffs that year. That was yeah. the Des Bryant goes into Green Bay and, and almost wins the playoff game for them, but but we get the catch rule there. Um and and they re- literally rode him to that, okay? Uh Murray. So the Steelers might be thinking the same thing. I think that's the most interesting thing. And so is there internal friction in week eight if he's touching the ball thirty-five times every week? I don't know. Did
0: you go to? You went to Steelers, right? I did. Roethlisberger is another one who we we have all these quarterbacks, and all of a sudden it's going to be over. It's like with the Peyton Manning thing uh, a few years ago when he had the resurgence in Denver, and you just keep oh well Denver's going to be good again, and then one year Peyton Manning couldn't throw the football anymore had and four couldn't neck move. Hey, he had four neck surgeries, and. Uh, and they were cracking down on his wife's shipments, and, and that was it. But these guys, once you get past 35, you just don't know. Rothasberger, I think you feel this way too. He'll be the first to go. It just doesn't. I don't know when that is. It doesn't seem, but he'll seem be like he's going to go. age into his 40s. He took a lot of hits, man. I, yeah, and the way he plays, it yeah. just doesn't age well.
1: It just doesn't age well. And so I think the one thing for the the one thing to be said for that generation of quarterbacks obviously they're aging out of relevance and at some point they'll all fall off a cliff and I'm I'm really intrigued to see how that goes. I think the new rules this year the middle of the field is going to be so wide open because of the helmet rule and all that stuff, Mm. that there's going to be an offensive explosion. It might actually tack on a year or two to those guys' relevance because I think it'll help a lot of the crappy quarterbacks, but it'll really help an accurate thrower over the middle of the field. No one, the number one thing I heard in my training camp tour is that no one understands this new helmet rule. And so one of the things that every safety in the league or every linebacker in the league is going to be half a step slow over the middle. And so you can just hit those crossing routes over and over again. We're going to see an offensive explosion like I don't think many people
0: see coming. That was why I wanted the Pats to trade for Jarvis Landry. He's just sitting there. Yeah. Perfect. They had, they signed, they had to sign a huge extension, the Browns. Well, Belichick found yep. out he wasn't white, and he didn't want him. So he doesn't fit in our plan this year. <laughs> seven seven white receivers. I kid, Bill Belichick. Did I you kid see out Steven, of love. Did you see Steven Gaskowski
1: catch up the pass on the sideline last night?
0: No, he's our second-best receiver. Yeah, no. I, I was just... <laughs> Belichick like, sees a white guy catch a pass all of a sudden He's be like what can we teams. run some plays with him I texted my buddy Hench yesterday Who's already freaking out about the Pat season I was like and nine, week one Yeah Give me two receivers you trust mm. He's like Chris Hogan and no one I think Hogan's gonna have a big year Chris Hogan's gonna have a huge year The NDC football last week my new favorite podcast <laughs> They were talking uh, Chris Hogan was Wide receiver 28 Heading Wrong. into uh, the Wrong. season. They were like, he's definitely wide receiver nine. <laughs> um, but uh, up. but yeah, he actually was having an awesome season last year before he got hurt. I, you have to remember Brady essentially invented
1: along with Manning, the craft of throwing over the middle. I oh, thought say
0: invented Chris Hogan. <laughs>
1: He sort of did. <laughs> he might have he also invented Chris Hogan. He sort of did. But he invented throwing over the middle of the field. That's the cheat code of modern NFL play. Yeah. And he's going to understand. Every single trend that has happened over the past 10 years offensively, Brady's been half a season ahead on.
0: I was also going to say, also favorable to Tom Brady. Because the biggest thing that happened in the last 12 years was was basically turning into touch football for yep. QBs. And then nobody at their legs anymore and any of that stuff. And... That's why they're able to play their 40. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be able to play till he's 40. How do you, f- how do you view Rogers? I think Breeze could. I think Rogers, however long he wants. I just yeah, see him getting I bored. I could see him one mm. summer just being like, I want to join the PGA Tour. I've decided to retire.
1: <laughs> like when Phil Mickelson tried to make the Detroit Tigers. Did that happen? Yeah. It's a lost. It's a lost. As a chapter. fat, long reliever? <laughs> it's, he, he topped out at like 80 miles per hour and they
0: said no. 80 miles an hour? Something That's like still that. pretty impressive. High 70s. Hey, let's talk about Starbucks Double Shot. Start with a bold Starbucks coffee. It's blended with milk for a smooth, creamy, delicious flavor. It's enhanced with ginseng, guarana, and B vitamins. Double Shot available in six delicious flavors mocha, vanilla, hazelnut, white chocolate, coffee, Mexican mocha, an energy coffee drink. Not only tastes great, it gives you the energy to go from point A to point done. Always fun to open the fridge around 5 30. About seven Starbucks double shots there. Ah, All right. Better than going to the uh, actual Starbucks. I don't have to leave my house. Starbucks double shot energy to do the things you actually do. Find it in your local convenience store. Do you need a couple of Starbucks double shots on the training camp tour?
1: A lot of Starbucks. Yeah. It was 80% Starbucks, 20% yeah. Panera, 5% gas station. Grab and go.
0: What was the highlight? Give me your three highlights from the tour.
1: Oh, geez. Sitting down with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and getting his opinion on the state of football because, and I would say the same for Josh Norman as well, which posted this week. No one asks the players what they think. Ever. Yeah, that's the state of the league right now. Like they don't care. They they meet with their competition committee, and that's the conduit to the players. And they don't ask the NFLPA anything. So they're passing kickoff rules, they're passing helmet rules, all this stuff and nobody asks even the superstar players, "Hey, what's this going to do to the game?" And that's why we're going to find ourselves along with the fact that they as soon as they passed the biggest rule change in the last 10 years, they decided to switch over a bunch of new referees. So we're going to have referees who don't know what they're doing with incredible rule changes. So it'll be a complete disaster for the first two months of the season. That's separate. Now, Aaron Rodgers sitting down with him was was absolutely awesome um you know the 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 number if that's number one I would say I had a good experience i reported a story about how everything happens in the first two seconds of a play now and I asked Brandon Graham about it you're not going to want to hear this so you can just close your ears um I asked him what he did to get to Tom Brady for the strip sack and he stood me up and he He gave me the move. He put on Shaq Mason.
0: I don't want to read that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, that's why I told you not to listen. Yeah. I
0: don't, not sure I want to hear it, but keep going.
1: No. And so he just literally, I mean, he said, he talked about how the Patriots had tells on the offensive line and he couldn't tell me what they were, but he said they had massive tells on the offensive line. And being poor at blocking. (laughs) Was that a tell? We knew for a fact they were going to be bad after the snap. We knew that. No. And uh, and so he just sort of he literally made me be Shaq. And I he was Brandon Graham, obviously. And he put the move on me. That was fantastic. And then I would say, um, you know, I think just generally there's the rookie quarterbacks are bringing so much excitement to this league. I think that one of the things that I keep harping on and I keep hearing, it's easier than ever to play quarterback. Easier than ever in the history of football to play quarterback. RPOs, like it's like a 68% completion percentage. If you can't complete a pass now, you are so beyond bad that it's unbelievable. Okay. And so all of these guys who are coming in now are going to play really well kind of in their rookie year in a way that people aren't expecting. And so I think that that's, I'm excited about that because four or five years ago, it was just too hard to play quarterback. It was just too
0: hard. Well, I think they also went to teams that, and fan bases that really desperately wanted a quarterback. Exactly. So, you've Buffalo, Cleveland, and the Jets. Just start with those 3. All of those fan bases have been dying would would have like sacrificed small children to have a good quarterback in their lives for 10 years. Baker is the exact right quarterback for Cleveland. He wants to talk shit.
1: He wants to put Cleveland on his back. There's a couple of guys, Miles Garrett as well, who's a defensive
0: who's just the the very sensitive Miles Garrett didn't realize he was a poetry writer. Oh, yeah. I'm writing a profile of him. The poet, Miles Garrett. I'm writing a profile of him that'll run on the But Not th- since Reed Rothschild have I been so impressed by po- poetry Warrior? on my TV. Po- po- Warrior.
1: Yeah. Um But one of the things that, that he said is, and I really do believe this, is that this, this Browns team takes pride in being... the Carrying the torch LeBron left Okay I'm not saying they're going to make the
0: Super That's Bowl absurd.
1: No no you, I mean that LeBron left No I a know hole, but it's just hilarious There's a hole in the Cleveland sports scene mm. And Miles Garrett And it's going to be filled by the Indians bake, bake, It's not <laughs> I it, Okay let me ask you a question I don't know the answer to this Yeah. What could the Indians possibly do If, if, the, Indians, the, if the Indians win the World Series yeah. And the they Browns can do win the AFC North what is Cleveland happier about?
0: Winning the World okay. Series. Okay, I don't. I just don't know Cleveland enough. But I, I will say to piggyback on your point: even if the Browns went t- ten and six and won the AFC North, Cleveland would be as excited as they were for like LeBron when he came back. Right. Yeah. It would be exactly. One of those. Exactly. They, I think they just want the Browns to be decent. Like Derek they just Anderson. Want something. Derek Anderson made the playoffs for them. And is remembered now really fondly. And he's Derek Anderson. Butch Davis was the coach of that team. Yeah. They've had a really bad run. That's been, it's really funny to me that in football, a league with parity that's specifically designed so this can't happen. You have teams like the Browns and Bills who just can't succeed. I mean, all the rules are in their favor. Like all of them. It's not like in basketball where you could tank for four years, but you still need to get lucky with the M B draft and shit like that. Like your favorite team, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. They've sucked for six straight years and somehow don't have a guaranteed all-star in their roster. But in football, it should work in your favor between the cap and the and now the rookie scale and all the stuff. Like it it's impossible to be bad for two decades in a row.
1: Well, I mean, I just think you there's a couple of things. Number one, I think ownership has a lot to do with it in the NFL, mm. is that sticking to a plan is the most important thing. I really do think that John Dorsey will
0: get four years and solid hard knocks for him. I'd give him like a, like a B or a B minus. I gotta tell seems, you, seems they're, authoritative. They're not giving him enough runway. Cause John Dorsey is like a top five NFL personality. I liked how they dealt with Antonio Calloway. I feel like I would have, I would have dealt the same way with nephew Kyle had, had a similar incident happened and he didn't tell us for a couple of days. Would have sat him down be like, look man, you get one chance with me. Actually, nephew Kyle probably. That's gets why I don't have a chances. car, though. You see, I, no, I just we're cut related. it right out. Yeah, yeah you that, don't have a car. Nephew Kyle, listen to me. I was like, don't get a car. You're in LA. Get use Uber. Okay. No insurance. Don't have to worry about parking it. Okay. Yeah. Or crashing okay. it. Yeah, or we're crashing, crashing it. it. <laughs> we're crashing it. Kevin Clark both has a car and likes to get hit by other cars. It's a hobby of mine. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's, you, lead, you lead the rigor in, uh, in pedestrian accidents. <laughs> it's
1: two. It's two to. It's two to nothing. I think across the
0: board. No, Allison Herman, I thought got sideswiped by Oh, She was on a one. bike. Yeah, it still counts. I'm still counting Half. it. Kyle's probably been hit, got by, hit by car. Just I've been hasn't hit by a school us. bus. By school bus. All right, yeah. there we go. Yeah, this will all be the ring of oral history. Um more training camp highlights? Jeez. Um, what was the most depressing training camp you went to? You can the tell The most depressing. The one where it's like, wow.
1: So there's a couple of training camps where you can just feel that the vibe is just like nothing, it's not right. nothing going on here. Nothing going on here. Um, I would say that I think the all-time example last year was the Baltimore Ravens where you knew they had to draft a Lamar Jackson because it was just like... At one point, Terrell Suggs was making fun of Ryan Mallow for being bad just openly on the field. Oh, it was Jesus. it was the weirdest training camp thing maybe I've ever seen.
0: That's not good.
1: Um, I think there's some some definite weirdness in Buffalo right now because I think that that competition... I think Josh Allen makes better throws than McCarron and Nathan Peterman, and they all make the same mistakes. Yeah. And so you're kind of just watching and you're just like, oh, what's, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I'd say I don't really know what's going on in Detroit right now. I watched that practice and just... I'm only there for one day in these places but I, I didn't I wasn't ready to run through a brick wall at Lions practice like I gotta tell you <laughs> Matt Patricia has like a uh, comf- uh, like video on the screen and he shows he corrects uh, guys on on the field like in real time that's the only interesting thing about Lions practice but I just think you can pencil them in for just the Lions season 9 to 10 wins being the ceiling
0: has any Belichick assistant ever gone on to be a good head coach? I'm trying to well, think. Well, there was the brief fleeting Eric Mangini year. Yeah, it was certainly was fleeting.
1: Yep. Uh, it, there was the nine games of Josh McDaniels in Denver. God. I don't understand why they only have just... It's not like they're complete disasters. They have a, a just a little hint of success, and then
0: they just completely tank. The Patricia thing was hilarious to me because we lost the Super Bowl because we couldn't get one stop against the Eagles for four straight quarters. Yep. we never stopped them ever. They did whatever they wanted. Nick Foles ended up getting a book out of the Super Bowl, <laughs> and and the Lions were like, "That's our guy, Matt Patricia. Well, Come on in. Here's a contract." Also,
1: isn't I mean the the Belichick the book on
0: Belichick
1: is that he doesn't really reveal the entire master plan to his assistants. So why would it? Only getting a very narrow. That's what I'm like narrow. at the ringer. You're only getting a, fantasy Maori know what I'm really thinking? I don't tell them. <laughs> You're get only getting a very narrow view of the Belichick experience. And that was that was the the whole theory behind why McDaniel stayed is that Belichick, his little carrot, was hey, I'll tell you everything, which I wouldn't even believe at this point.
0: It's probably not even a lot to tell. I think Belichick's really simple. I think he's just do your job and he's and he's cutthroat. And he studies tape, and he's really freaking smart. And I so think he remembers everything. Why are there personnel guys who come from his
1: tree who have been better?
0: Like, why is Thomas Dimitrov? so? That, there's some. Th- I think that's that's. If I was another team, I would try to hire the the personnel people in his in his tree. Right. I wouldn't care about the coaches.
1: I think there's a thoroughness there. I think, I think there's,
0: there's things he looks for that other teams haven't figured out. There's well, some sort of like even like this fifth rounder Bentley. Yeah who is, is going to start and call plays on defense. He was like a three-year captain at uh, Purdue. He was downgraded because of like some speed stuff and stuff like that, but just seems like a leader and a good guy. He looks over and over again
1: for these leader tough guys. And, and I think the big thing, and I, one of his former lieutenants once told me this, and I think about it all the time, the one thing Belichick likes to do is he likes to scout based on what guys can do versus what they can't do. And that's the whole do-your-job mentality, right? And I think so many GMs yeah. sit there and say, that guy's not fast, that guy can't cover, that guy can't do X, Y, and Z. And Belichick flips it around and says, wait, if we got this guy in the fifth round, what is the one thing he could do? And is he worth a 53-man spot? And I think that is the question that
0: defines the personnel situation. I think it's pretty useful. Do you know what Belichick's single biggest hole has been during the two, his two decades as Pat's coach when he became the greatest football coach of all time? Defensive backs? Drafting a specific type of receiver that he's missed on seven straight times. Yeah. Actually. So here, here are all the receivers in the history of the Patriots franchise from the second through fourth round. Okay. Hench and I were texting about this yesterday. Um, and I won't, I won't do the whole thing. I'll just go since 98. Cause okay. I want to include okay. my man, Tony Simmons. Cause okay. I still have his Jersey. So second rounders, 94, Kevin Lee, Oh six, Chad Jackson, Oh three, Bethel Johnson. Um, ninety-eight Tony Simmons, two thousand thirteen Aaron Dobson. That's every second rounder the Pats have spent on a receiver in the past twenty years. All, All five of, them, of those guys failed.
1: I, All of them. I don't even remember. Chad Jackson or Aaron Dobson and anything other than like fast so training camp Fast reports. guys will no, teach I just, them. Like with Dobson, it was just like, oh, he's not getting it wrong with McDaniels. And then like a minute later, he was gone. Yeah. I-, I do remember Bethel Johnson actually on a football field. But with Jackson and Dobson, I just don't remember anything other than like, these guys are really struggling. Right. Like,
0: these guys are running with the force. And then DM Branch at the tail end in 0-2 was the one success. But then... Third round, Brandon Tate, 2009. Oh, my God. Taylor Price, 2010. Fourth round, Josh Boyce, 2013. Josh Boyce, yeah. Malcolm Mitchell, 2016. The Pats have gone one for eight in the second Mitchell through fourth and rounds. And Malcolm Mitchell's receivers. already gone. He's gone. I actually liked him. I think he just had knee issues. Yeah, he, he couldn't get healthy. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't stay in the field. But the Steelers have drafted like... How many guys? How many guys from second through fourth round? Just and this James Washington guy is going to be yeah. really good. Over and over again, they've nailed these guys, and it seems like these are the easiest picks to make. And it's like the Belichick is one tiny. Blind the, spot. The,
1: the theory I remember hearing something a couple of uh, years ago from a scout, someone in the NFL. He was just like, you know what, Bill Belichick should do is just hire someone else, just a, a VP of wide receivers, Of wide receiver. Just, just, you know what, Ted Thompson's not doing anything. Ted Thompson ain't on everybody. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, just call Ted Thompson and say, your job is to look at receivers. Here's $200,000 a year. There is
0: some magic secret sauce with receivers. The one thing I would never do is just draft the Cordero Patterson type fast guy. We'll teach him how to read offenses and <laughs> but he's got so much overwhelming natural. Like Those guys never seem to make it. it always, Did you see the Cordero like Patterson? Thielen. Adam Thielen. Yeah, no, incredible. Cordero Patterson
1: is now flashing hype for with his third team. That's very exciting for you. I'm I'm not banking on Cordero. No, you shouldn't. He also made up an anecdote about Belichick. Did you see that? Yeah. That was strange. That. Just for I the listening. So he said, Belichick said, you're going to be the player you were meant to be or something like that. And then he got to training camp and I asked him about it and he was like, oh, Belichick never said that. My advice for working for Belichick,
0: yeah, t- don't make up anecdotes. Yeah, don't make Belichick anecdotes. What uh, did you see out of all the training camps you went to? Did you see any team? That you thought to yourself, oh, a little sleepery. Ooh, I mean, I was really. This is not a sleeper.
1: I think after seeing them in training camp, my Super Bowl NFC team is the Minnesota Vikings. That's not. I, I just love their vibe. I love. I loved everything about them. And you I'm, did a big piece for us about how they're using. Yeah, and I got a football version of advanced metrics, and I have a cousin's piece coming next week as well. I sat down with him for a long time, and. And so I'm shorting all the cousin stock that, uh, that's can out you there. You just wait until my piece runs? Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Um, geez. Uh, I, are we sleeping on the Falcons a little bit? They've got an athletic defense. i tell you who we're not sleeping on the Indianapolis Colts. Did they change their OC? They did not. But we're not sleeping they, on them. The uh, Indianapolis Colts. No, no, the Falcons. Did they I change? No, oh, no, they did not.
0: Yeah. No, okay. it's still Sark. It's still Sark. I'm out.
1: But <laughs> the uh the Indianapolis Colts did not impress me, even though Andrew Luck the, the Andrew Luck story can't be told until like October, until he gets hit in a regular season game. And outside of that, they have I mean, they didn't hit on their on, on Quincy Wilson their pick last year. Um
0: I just They've I, missed uh, well going back to uh what's his face, the awful GM they had for years. Grigson. Yeah, Grigson. The highlight of his career was uh framing the Patriots. Um, Wait, was
1: the second highlight of his career not agreeing to an interview with me because I work for you?
0: No, the second highlight <laughs> of his career was trading a first round pick for Trent Richardson, who was okay. like should have been a left guard. And stonewalling me as third. And stonewalling yeah. he was third. Yeah, they just they missed on too many picks. It, you can't bounce back from that if you're just blowing entire drafts for Years and years. I will say though, I was excited to read the luck stuff. It seems like he's actually going to be back in our lives. You know, he much feels I like it. He feels good.
1: I mean, but again, so first of all, Jacoby Brissett. Mm. Is, did you see that like Jim Ursay says Jacoby Brissett is like a top 20 quarterback? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I'm a reporter have to deal with these people You can comment on Jim Merce. Well I'll just it's like at Thanksgiving If yeah. your
0: uncle has Four glasses of wine And says something crazy You don't be He said he wouldn't You trade. remember it a week later He wouldn't
1: trade it for anything Basically the two Untouchable backup quarterbacks mm. In the NFL right now According to their teams Are Nick Foles Who won a Super Bowl Yeah And then Jacoby Brissett Who led the NFL In uh, catchable dropped passes Last year
0: We got our revenge On Nick Foles A couple days ago a Little strip sack hurt his shoulder Have some of that Nick Foles
1: that How's that? Little, How's your shoulder? How was that revenge game for you last <laughs> No, night? it's no, not. No. It's not at
0: all. No. I'll never get over the Super Bowl. Really? I just want to give me an answer on Malcolm Butler. I went from being not okay. bothered it to like, I'm really going to spend the rest of my life not knowing what happened to Malcolm Butler. I was we'll never in know. Tennessee. I was in Tennessee.
1: Did you know that the Titans just never asked Malcolm Butler about what? About why he didn't
0: play in that game? The guy they put in for him, first of all, I don't think is uh, even in training camp. Um, but it was also one of those, like, wow, that guy's on the field. This is the Super Bowl. Is was one of those moments. Everybody's looking at each other like, why is this guy covering receivers? Here's the thing. It's a very gossipy
1: industry. Yeah. Very gossipy. Nothing's gotten out. And the fact that there's not a strong rumor that when you have two beers with someone on the road, they tell you, indicates yeah. to me that I think it just might be a performance thing.
0: I and mean, he may have just looked Do like Do you think he slept practice. with the Latte West? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I finally Kevin Clark, speechless I, I just don't I'm just, I'm just By the right way ready. Andrew Luck I'm my favorite, re- ready
1: for you To come up with something else here.
0: My favorite uh Dana c football moment Was them both saying Andrew Luck Was being drafted Too low in the league In the leagues Like he's right now He's QB 19 And blah blah Whatever they're saying And then they're like The only thing about him Is can he stay healthy Now I'm like Yeah That's exactly the reason He's being drafted too low <laughs> I love that podcast. I was like getting mad at him. I'm power walking and yelling at both of them. The
1: only question is whether the guy who last played a snap the same day Colin Kaepernick (laughs) played a snap (laughs)
0: can stay healthy. And, And has had his shoulder operated on twice. And in a position where you land on your shoulder and it gets hurt again.
1: Andrew Luck has been on three ringer
0: NFL shows with me since the last time he played football. I will tell you this. He won't be on my fantasy team. I don't mess around. I if I'm drafting a quarterback, I want to make sure the guy's on the field. If and if he's on the field, great. And he's probably gonna swing leagues if he plays sixteen games. But uh so you have you have no sleepers? Fantasy sleepers? No, no, for for Oh. Jeez. Um, the Vikings aren't a sleeper. No, that I was am like sorry. A I just but th- I
1: just wanted to just point out that they're they're nobody, be good.
0: no no shitty team that you were like,
1: oh. Not on the tour. Um I mean everybody's yeah, everybody seems fairly stable. Um
0: I'm crossing off Tampa. Oh, I am too. I think the Jameis thing is unrecoverable and the, the karma gods hey, are gonna just annihilate them na- this year. Wait,
1: I, I have a th- new thought on this.
0: Why yeah. aren't the Bucks just trading for Teddy? Teddy
1: I think, Bridgewater. I think that's a that's a popular Twitter And then right I now. didn't see it, but then No, just
0: in general. And it makes so sense. then
1: and then just say this is our guy going forward and let Jameis go to They should
0: wave Jameis. They, i would just cut yeah, the cord or
1: just keep him around and let him play like week whatever. Just let him play, but and then then next year he can go sign and Let's move on. He can go sign in uh, Arizona to back up Josh Rosen or whatever. I, mean, I, I don't know. How do we feel about the chosen Rosen? Is he been getting good buzz? Yeah, he's been getting good. It's like what we said. I mean, it's Matthew Barry was on this podcast last week, and he yeah. said there are twenty two good quarterbacks in the NFL. That's not because there are twenty two talented quarterbacks. It's because again, it's easy to play quarterback. So I think Josh Rosen will be. Um, if he passed to play this year once, I can't believe, he, literally, like, we talk about the vice president as a heartbeat away from being president. Josh Rosen is a Sam Bradford injury away from starting, and that's pretty likely. So he's starting. He started <laughs> <laughs> he's starting week one. He's starting week one. See, I feel like the Rams days. have
0: the Rams have replaced the Pats as the biggest all-time lock to win their division. Oh! Just I, throw them in every parlor. I
1: want, I want to actually say a sleeper team that I'm ruling out. Okay. The Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, that's, that's just maze no, propaganda. No,
1: but it's, it's kind of common, actually. I just think they skip steps in the same sort of... They're they, not they tried, to, they tried to take the same route as a lot of other teams with the offensive coach, young quarterback, all that stuff. I think they skipped too many steps to be good in, in
0: 2018. Explain this to me. Rams okay. minus 150, Niners plus 260, Seattle plus 425. Who the F thinks Seattle's winning the NFC West and Arizona's 18-1? Wait, Seattle has... Is 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 plus four fifty? That's it's like ridiculous. S- ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They don't. They don't even care about this season. It's like a total rebuilding season for them. And they whiffed on their first round pick. They don't. I would make fun of them if the Pats were getting anything should, out of their top two picks. They should shut down Russell Wilson for the season so he doesn't die. The Rams are minus one fifty. I don't get why would the why wouldn't they be like minus four hundred? The I, only thing I can think of is the schedule. I don't know. Also, I mean, it is a lot of new faces. Are here Sean McVay? It's kind of combustible there. The Rams? Yeah. Because of the chemistry? Yeah. So, Sue is basically like the the DeMarcus Cousins. No,
1: no, no. I mean, it's just a lot of different guys. It's different. I like all these guys personally. Marcus Peters, Akib Tlaib... Uh, in and Sue, but you are just sort of building a defense on the fly. We're not used to that sort of super team. The rising salary cap, which has risen ten million every year for six years, has yeah. led us to the place where you can get three quality veterans like that at one time and mold them all together. We're it's unprecedented. Wade Phillips has a lot of pressure on him.
0: No, he's fine.
1: Wade Phillips doesn't know where he is. I think the Panthers
0: might be good. Uh, coming up, Sean Fantasy is going to hop on and talk about Jets QBs. And his large adult son, Can I ask you one more question? Have you seen the new Liam Neeson movie coming out? The Snowplow movie. I think it's going to be one of the best 10 action Snowplow movies. (laughs) I haven't finished my top 10, but it's up there. Do you want to stay on for fantasy? Sure. All right. There are a lot of fantasy apps. FanDuel is an easier to use choice with more features for everyday players, more ways to win than ever before. Like FanDuel's new tool, Guru which helps you make smarter picks so you can feel more confident going into game day. Just start by picking any player. If you pick a QB guru, we use tested DFS strategies to recommend the best wide receivers and tight ends to pair with him. Not to mention these guys tell me that live betting is coming sooner than you think. In this season, Fando even has a free weekly pick em contest as well as the biggest free... NFL Survivor League ever. Up to $250. Up for grabs. New players. Try FanDuel today. Get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit. Just sign up and use promo code BS. All right, Sean Fantasy is here. He has Sam Darnold fever. He decided it would be a good idea to have Sam Darnold day. It's like you're trying to jinx your own savior.
2: I promise it was not my idea.
0: Savior Sam. It wasn't. Is that his nickname? Savior Sam? Mm, just Sam. He's Sam. just Sam to me. The Jets QBs, it's a staggering list that dates back to before I was born. Joe Namath, still the greatest Jets QB of all time. Correct. Finished with 170 TDs and 215 interceptions. And the last six years of his career were really abysmal. Yes, that's a fact. And he's the best Jets QB of all time. Just going by total yardage. Actually, let's go by QB record. So Namath is the Jets wins leader at 16 and 61. Ken O'Brien following him up at 50 and 55.
2: <laughs> I think Ken O'Brien has the best winning percentage.
0: I will say, as somebody who's rooted against the Jets my whole life, which I start my first football season, I can remember anything as, like, 74. Ken O'Brien was probably the most competent quarterback you had. Mm. Like, I actually felt like he knew what he was doing, and I was semi-afraid of him.
2: I was raised on Ken, o- watching my dad get his hopes up through three quarters of Ken O'Brien games and then yeah. get destroyed in the 80s in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But that's so it, still better He was than like an
1: early version of Phillip Rivers. Yeah, very yeah. similar.
2: Very similar. Very talented, big arm, threw a lot of touchdowns, couldn't get it done. And then the, fu- the it fourth done. quarter, just a massive disaster. Yes.
0: Richard Todd, who took you to the uh, 80 championship game and threw some picks.
2: Before my time, but yeah.
0: 42 and 51 lifetime, 110 TDs, 138 interceptions. Arguably the third best Jets quarterback ever.
2: 138 interceptions in 102 games. Yeah, That's not different good. era. That's not good.
0: So Vinny Testaverde, you laugh, 35 and 26, um, 77 TDs, 58 interceptions, made the AFC title game, a game that if you've ever watched on YouTube, which I may or may not have done in the last five years, was way closer than people remember. And I remember this just because I think yeah. I bet the Jets.
2: We're in such a messed up state as Jets fans that we now have to acknowledge that Vinny is deeply underrated and that he was like kind of a good quarterback for the Jets. Now, it's a little bit skewed by the fact that Bill Parcells was his head coach and Bill Parcells is one of the three best coaches in the history of sports. So it's a little complicated. But Vinny, you know, also pride of Long Island, grew up around the corner from my father. We were really emotionally attached to Vinny, but... Um,
0: good comeback story Will Parcells Yeah but Parcells he, can save him He still wasn't good
1: though I kind of feel like There's a Spanish soccer team That only uses local players And they, they play in the top division And they play Barcelona And all that stuff I kind of feel like The Jets should have
2: pivoted And just had Long Island guys They would have They would have been um, Ornery, I think
1: <laughs> You would have still had DeBricashaw Ferguson And Vinny Testaverdi And yeah. Wayne Crobet And those guys
2: I don't think those guys Would have had any problem With um, the anthem either <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well Vinny somehow had uh, two playoff wins So Mark Sanchez who His highlight was He not only beat the Pats in Foxborough But threw three TDs and no picks If I remember correctly That's a fact It was kind of lights out And that game was Also the Pats came back It looked like It was like 21 to 18 Something like that And then Sanchez just That was it They should have the beaten
2: the Steelers that year I agree They just I'm, got off to a tough start I mean, both Pennington and Sanchez probably should have overcome the Steelers in AFC Championship games and didn't. that's uh, painful.
0: Pennington, 32 and 29. 82 TDs, 55 picks. You can make a case for him as the best Jets QB. Two-time that, comeback player of the year. <laughs> after that, we go off a cliff. Boomer Assassin, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Geno Smith, Brett Fire for a year. Neil O'Donoghue is brought here to win games. <laughs> One of my favorite moments ever. I'm a winner. We can win here. One of the a, great press conferences an honorary ever Long happened. Islander, even he though he wasn't just like a Mike. Long Islander. I was gonna
2: say you're just you're just doing Mike's voice.
0: No, but that's what it was. My, I was living with my best friend Jeff Gallo, and we saw that press conference. And for the next two years, we we're like, I was brought here to win games. I'm a winner. <laughs> it was like you went to one Super Bowl and threw the the you made somebody else the other team the MVP. He was out of the league in 24 months. So anyway, yeah. Darnold, I would say just uh, I don't even think this is can be argued is the most talented Jets QB of all time.
2: I think that's right. He's I mean, the I, most
0: pedigree to be good that you've ever had other, since Joe Namath.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously I wrote about Darnold today a little bit and wrote about Namath a little bit and I was having some fun at his expense because his career numbers in the light of Aaron Rodgers' NFL are terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, Namath won them a Super Bowl. He's an iconic figure. Well, his knees were shot yes, by 1970. He had a final five or six years of yeah. his career that kind of horrible. skewed everything too. But um, Sam's probably the most talented Jet ever, which is <laughs> like barring, uh, you know, Darrell Revis and Curtis Martin. Uh, uh, it doesn't mean he's going to be good, but the Jets have had very few top five picks in their entire history, among them like Keyshawn Johnson, Mark Sanchez, and Sam is right up there with those guys.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's just they they just don't do the, the typical sort of Buffalo Bills thing where they draft a first round quarterback every couple of years they, right. they just haven't done that so the the toolsy guys have not really existed I think there are there have been some really freaking talented players on the Jets I think chris Jenkins is a good example of someone who like no one talks about him anymore but he was one of the most athletic guys
2: in football at a huge size in 8 years ago. Totally, but like I guess there's a difference here and the fe- the people that I focused on when I was writing about it were just QB's drafted by the Jets. Yeah, Jenkins, of course obviously came from the Panthers, had a great career and then came into a dominant team and made them that much better. They've had a lot of great players over the years. I guess I'm just thinking about players that they groomed. And 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 put forward, and you know it's it's well, a pretty just,
1: limited list. They just have so many stops and starts, and they've never really committed to a plan like this. And that's that's why I think just drafting guy high, with the, I mean I guess Sanchez, but that was that was the overarching Rex Ryan plan, which just petered out really quickly in in yes. the grand scheme of things. I think that in order to save the McCagnin Bulls era, they had to do
0: something like this, go all in, and just pray for the next 36 months. My favorite part of this whole podcast was fantasy's revisionist history that the Jets never really have a top five pick.
2: Well, it's not that they didn't have a top five pick. It's just By that- my
0: count, you've had 25 top six picks mm-hmm. since the 60s, including uh, the problem is you've just picked the wrong guys. Vernon Galston. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams weren't bad picks, but Mark Sanchez, the Brickershaw Ferguson, Dwayne Robinson, uh, Dwayne Robinson, Sam Darnold this year. You also had years where, like, I remember these years because I'm old, but Johnny Lamb Jones was the second pick in 1984. I was like 14, and that seems stupid to a 14 year old. Like, that's weird. Aren't there
1: better guys? Vernon I mean, Golston has a, has a argument to be one of the worst draft picks in history.
2: They've just to, been bad
0: at drafting. Never recorded a sack.
2: Sure. The point I was trying to make is not that they haven't had top five picks, it's that they haven't drafted very many talented players. I mean, they took Dwayne Robinson. With, they traded up to get Dwayne Robinson, I think, from Kentucky at the number five pick. Yeah. Um, they've made a lot of huge mistakes. You know, Famously, I think they're probably their worst draft pick all time is Ken O'Brien because yeah. he was selected three picks ahead of Dan Marino. Which is there, was bad,
0: there was bad Marino stuff going around, though.
2: Sure. That, all was that was an
0: all-time... That was an all-time cocaine time. rumor <laughs> draft.
1: <laughs> just spread It the was. We did it 30 rumor.
2: for 30. We talked about it. Like, I would have taken it into my home immediately. So,
0: j- just Johnny Lamb Jones. Billy Sims was the first pick. Johnny Lamb was the second pick. The next two picks were Anthony Munoz and Bruce Clark.
1: You're going to want Anthony Munoz in there. But it was... Pencil him in for 20 <laughs> years of high production. <laughs>
0: It's a tough draft. <laughs> but they they did this over and over again. I remember what was the Blair Thomas year? So that was nineteen ninety-five. Let's see who let's see who else they could have had that year. That was oh. Jeff George and Blair Thomas were our first two picks. Iconic. Cortez Kennedy three. Keith
2: McCants, four. Junior Seyo five. It'd be nice to have Junior Sale. Yeah. I'm kind of I feel fortunate to have not had Jeff George, if I'm being honest. Yeah. They also, by I, the, the way, he traded. was magnificent though. <laughs>
0: Pre internet. But Jeff George was really something to behold. He would have been something it, in New York. In yeah.
2: 98,
1: they traded out of the 18th pick, and they passed on Randy Moss, who won three picks later.
0: Great. Yeah, there's a lot of those. The Jets have had a lot of those over the years. But Darnold actually feels like it was the right pick. And I, I think so there's right. two things going on. One is that they might have a franchise QB. And then two is they actually made the right pick for once with the top five pick.
2: Yeah. Although the scuttlebutt ahead of the draft Right before the Baker Mayfield moment happened, I would say, I don't know what, Kevin, 36 hours before the draft actually yeah. happened. They I think that many people assumed they were getting Baker and that either Darnold or Allen were going one. And I was kind of prepping myself for that and getting excited. And all my kind of research and excitement was oriented around a Baker Mayfield New York Jets thing. And then, I don't know, it's just somewhere along the way, Darnold slipped in the mind of Dorsey or he was never really in play there in Cleveland. There
1: there was there was so much disinformation. This was a particular when you have five first round quarterbacks and maybe six if you count Rudolph, you know, as far as grades go there were so Peter King reported like three months before the draft that the Browns were absolutely going to take Josh Allen and it yeah. was over. Yeah. And then by draft night, it was, oh, well, they're going to take, or the day before, it was, oh, well, they're going to take Darnold. And so I just wouldn't, I, I just think it's one of the rare events where you just cannot trust anybody leading up to it. No one is telling the truth.
2: And I,
0: I, this is going to be a, a big moment because I rarely apologize and admit I was wrong. It's one of my things. Whoa. What's about yeah. to happen here? I think I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. I'm just getting out now. Sometimes I'm wrong. Were you out? You were down on him? I just thought, I thought he had a lot of bust potential and I wouldn't have taken him first. And I think I was wrong. I think it actually seems like if you're the Browns and you bring this super confident guy in who's won in college, who kind of plays the way quarterbacks should play now. I think I was just wrong. I think I missed it.
2: There's something interesting with him and Darnold too, where it feels like both of these guys should just be playing now, but it, one of them is probably going to play, and one of them is probably not. And I'm interested to see Baker's which is which. Not play. right. Big, like Tyrod, it seems like he's going to play. Darnold, oddly, the conversation is really moving towards he needs to start. Lewis Reddick on TV on Sports Center last night was just like it's ridiculous if Darnold doesn't start for the Jets, which is. Pretty aggressive. I mean, Sam Darnold's one of the youngest players. We always do
1: this. We did. I we literally did this with Blake Bortles one year. That's true. Where was he? has a good, literally the second preseason game, and he looks good and he hits open guys and he's looking great against the twos and threes. And we say it is an abomination if he doesn't start week one. (laughs) And then we rush him along. There is a value in, I guess, not redshirting a rookie quarterback, but at least giving him five six games to sit. The most talented quarterback under the age of thirty five right now is Aaron Rodgers and. And he sat for multiple seasons. There's something to that. He would not have been the same. I think there's just... TB. Tom Brady sat for multiple seasons. TB sat for one year. The the, the most talented quarterback
2: under age 42 sat for multiple years. So I I don't see Darnold sitting multiple years. No, but I think they should hit...
1: You're not going to make the playoffs this year. Sit for six, seven weeks. Learn to be professional. There are not, guys, there are not enough practices to get good at being an NFL quarterback. It doesn't happen. Training camp is so watered down now. They're I love me- that Clark went NFL Live
0: on us. He His did, hands yeah. are going. I, I, learn like, how to be a professional. Teddy Bruschi, you have to
1: learn to <laughs> no. sit on the bench. And so... I haven't seen you this animated since you got the nine hundred two one zero poster thirty minutes it's, ago. No, oh my god! I'm <laughs> I've so... never you. It, it was the most excited I've ever seen you. Thank you. Oh, wow, okay. That's nice. Well,
0: I've won so many titles in all my sports. All I have okay. left are now good transition. Uh, yeah. No, but I just you know there are no more two a days. There's just
1: not enough. Literally, not enough hours in the day to learn how to play quarterback at the NFL level. Can I make a quickly. counter?
0: Yes. First four games of the Jets schedule. Detroit. At Detroit Monday night seven ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Home for the Dolphins at Cleveland. Those are first three, and then you got Jacksonville week four at Jacksonville.
1: Oh, you so, w- you want to go against the best
0: defensive line no, of football? I don't, but I like those first three. Like, if you were going to start him, those first three are, like, kind of a nice way to who's sneak the, him th- in. Who's this is a good man.
2: strategy, actually, to let him play against bad teams and throw him a count of the Wolves whenever it's, it's of, Jags so, time, you know, just putting the power, 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 it, when I was there. The
1: when I was in college, that. I covered the 2007 Dolphins and their whole thing was when was John Beck going to play. And they I were that. waiting. They threw Cleo, they had Trent Green and Trent Green got concussed almost immediately, was ended his career. Then they threw out Cleo Lemon and the whole thing was what what defense are we going to start John Beck at? Turns out it didn't matter. Turns out John Beck sucked. Wasn't John Beck like a second round pick? He was. Guess who I saw yesterday at Cowboys camp? John Beck. Oh man. He's a, a uh, private quarterback coach
2: now you're,
0: you're gonna to want to learn from john beck uh, aren't we all yeah fantasy which one of those teams scares you at detroit home from miami at cleveland
2: i think detroit's a little bit better than people think they are so i'm not not sure. according
0: to kc who's I, just at the uh detroit i think camp. they
2: always have
1: talent i think matthew stafford will one day inherit the earth from sort of the upper generation of quarterbacks i agree with that i just don't think it's going to happen in 2018
0: by the way guys it officially happened i'm excited for football I started thinking about the Is Monday it when night I went J-
1: full, when I went for NFL Live. No, well, when you went NFL Live,
0: that that started it. But I started thinking about the Monday Night Jets at the Trick game yeah. at four o'clock West Coast time. I'm in.
2: I mean, I'm all in. Obviously, sign me up. <laughs> the minute I saw Darnold throw one preseason touchdown, I was like, best sport around. Can't believe it's back.
0: It's yeah. I called Sean yesterday because I had to talk to him about a fairly urgent work thing, and he's like, "Can I call you back in an hour?" I'm watching the Jets. <laughs> I was like, okay,
2: I get it. You've never had a QB. That's true. I was getting emotionally connected to my guy. Bill, is he, does Sam scare you at all? Yeah. Now that your dynasty is winding down, we're soon to be removed from the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era, hopefully within the next 10 years. Yes. Are you afraid of Sam? Yeah.
0: We were just talking about it. One of these years, the Pats are going go to go 6-10, to and somebody else is going to take the, the division. The biggest reason nobody's taking the division well, two reasons. Three reasons. Quarterbacks, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Yep, speaks for itself. Coaches, Nick Saban's really the only really good coach that's been in there, other than like Rex for that one year. Yep, Parcells going way back before Belichick, and then uh, bad owners. You have owners like Stephen Ross. I really, truly believe he wanted Jim Harbaugh to go to Michigan over hiring him as a Dolphins coach. Mm. I really believe that. I don't think he cares Mm. that much about the Dolphins. We know the Jets are a disaster.
2: Can I posit a Jets theory? Yeah. One of the best things that ever happened just to the Jets was Donald Trump getting elected president. Here's why. Woody Johnson is now the ambassador to England, which means he is no longer participating in the day-to-day activities of the New York Jets. Woody Johnson, as far as I can tell, is an incompetent owner. His brother, whose name I believe is Chris, Chris right, Kevin, uh, has been taking over day-to-day duties. And I'm frankly impressed by Chris Johnson. And every time he speaks, I'm like, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. Wow. Bill, Bill
1: we're going to be at war with England somehow. Yeah. And Fantasy's like, well, I know we're at war with England <laughs> and the casualties are unbelievable, but I got to tell you, we got Darnold.
2: I mean, you know, we make sacrifices in this country. I'll say another thing about the Pats.
0: <laughs> no, to help your jets cause. Yeah. Okay. Week one home for Houston. We have no receivers. It's basically like double team. Chris Hogan, chip Gronk on the line, and just let everyone else beat you, and we might actually score 13 points. Is
2: Chris Hogan still 7-11? Is that a yeah. thing that they, they still call no, him that? Not really. Not in New England. Okay, Basically. Chris
0: Hogan's going to have like 13 catches in week one. At Jacksonville week two, that frightens the living F out of me. Yep. That's the it end of Tom Brady's career
2: that day. Can't wait for that day.
0: There's slate, there's slate. <laughs> I'm going to ignore Kyle. that. There's slate, slate, oh and 2 potential. Mm-hmm. Just slate, tiny, infinite. And then you go at Detroit uh, Sunday night NBC Week Three. So picture this with the zero and two Pats going in there. I've I've played this out in my head repeatedly, especially after uh, the offensive lineman we just drafted blew out his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And you start going, "Wow, there's just some bad juju about this season." You go into that game 0-2 and Al Michaels and Chris Collins were like, I-, I mean, Al, I-, I know it's the Patriots. <laughs> I know. But, you know, 0-2 it gets scary. It just does, Al, If you're going to be 0-2 with any quarterback, they got the guy. <laughs> yeah, And Brady's like nursing a sore shoulder. Like, there is a roadmap for this past season to go to hell.
2: You said it, not me. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know about that. I just think if there, there was a roadmap for all the last 15 seasons to go to hell. The year they lost Tom Brady, they won 11 games. I know Matt Castle told me they had a I play know. called Randy this. This where they part. just threw the ball <laughs> to Randy Moss process. I was talking to Castle like, what was that play called it was called Randy is so, that where you just give the ball to Randy yeah
2: good play yeah. it was effective Great, great play. worked against the Jets
0: in the Pats in the Pats benefit is it's yet another easy schedule I mean, there's just not a lot of blue chippers on the on the uh, on the docket.
2: I'm not banking on a playoff season for the Jets. I'm not even banking on Sam Darnold being good for two or three years. I I think I'm I'm just excited about the fact that they've just never had a guy like this. We were talking last night while we were watching the game in the office about Sanchez and if I had a similar feeling to this as I did when Sanchez was drafted because he was also a top five pick, touted recruit, et cetera, et cetera, and I wasn't because Sanchez was. I think a reach at five, and most people said it at the time. Pete cr-
1: Carroll ripped his just his leaving early.
2: That's what I was going to say. When your
1: college coach publicly rips you, that's not it a. good It seemed sign.
0: like I remember not being that afraid of Mark Sanchez. Yes. No. Being like that feels like a reach. They were already talking about him as a game manager, which yep. Darnold. It's like there's no game manager. They're like this well, guy really has a chance to be. He right. also had Brian Schottenheimer, who was a bottom
1: ten
2: offensive coordinator. Who are
1: your
0: receivers?
2: It's not bad. It's Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse. The troubled Robbie Anderson. Yeah, is
1: Robbie Anderson in the clear? He... I
2: believe he's been cleared of charges. All of them? I believe so. His forty-yard. There were there were some infractions. I'm not going to defend them. His
0: forty-yard dash was down this year because of the bracelet oh, on his ankle, but he's boy. fine. Who else? Oh boy, I had uh, to make a Terrell noise Pryor. To... Terrell Pryor. Wow, this is a hodgepodge.
2: Uh, who's on a one-year deal? Um, Who they, seems uh, very popular with ex-teammates, by
1: the way. Uh, oh, I heard that. I heard
0: you and uh, huh? oh, somebody was talking about this. No, yeah. It Some podcast I was listening. Yeah, you oh, you yeah, yeah got no, got we were talking knocked about it. Out and almost fell yeah. the ground. DJ
1: Swearinger was basically punking him the entire time during their joint practices. And then he basically said, Jay Gruden can't protect you now.
2: We can go after you. So, so that's exciting. a guy player. in the locker room. <laughs> Uh Pryor did not is play good. last night. Curses Curse is a solid number. I gotta two. say,
0: if if Robbie Anderson could could stay in the field. He's talented. He, he was a monster last year.
2: He's he has, I think, two nine hundred yard receiving seasons. He's really fast. Um, I don't know if he's an elite receiver, but he's a he's a building block.
0: He was an elite daily fantasy guy
2: last year. There was like a six week stretch where his salary was way off. I'm I'm pro Robbie Anderson on the field. Uh, everything else is kind of up in the air with him. But, I mean, he's a good player for Darnold, too, because Darnold's going to need to just fling it sometimes, and he's the kind of guy who ends up bringing the ball down when you just fling it.
0: I think this is going to be a really fun football season in the sense that there's a lot of new blood, which Kevin tons, and I discussed earlier. Tons of new blood. New yeah. York has two new guys that are just going to be really fun to add to the league. The Browns being kind of interesting, the the potential fall of the Pats, the definite fall of the you're Seahawks. The, just to
1: be clear, you're the only
0: person... In America talking about the Listen, p- potential downfall Kev, of the Pats. This is part of my process. Just <laughs> allow me to this is what I do in mid-August. I feel like I try to think of all the ways it can go wrong. And then at the in like September
2: 2nd, I bet on the Pats to win the AFC's. And then they That's do. That's part of my process. What do you who do you guys think is the worst team in the NFL this season?
1: Okay. Good question. I think it has the definite, It potentially
2: could be Seattle.
1: Uh, yeah. They they here's the problem. They have a top five quarterback. They have a top five receiver in Doug Baldwin. They have Dwayne Brown, who's really good. Then everything else is the absolute worst roster in the NFL. And so, where does that, where does that fall? I guess when you factor, they've in they've lost the upper so actual. many
0: guys, and they blew their first round pick. Who seems like he's not even to play. And uh, like Doug Baldwin seems like one of those guys that if it's going wrong,
1: uh, he's great. He's really good. No, no.
0: If it's going wrong, he'll be
2: smart enough to be like,
0: yeah, I'm going to... And he's hurt already right now, Do these curl routes to the, to, the out, to the sideline. I think I can name like <gasps> four the guys of the, on the
2: Seahawks right now. That's not a good sign. Earl Thomas good.
0: is
1: just not... He's just going to write Players Tribune articles for this season, I guess.
0: They're going to have a monster in their division in the Rams. Yep. And potentially two if the Niners come through this year. I don't. I think the Niners are your way. I
1: agree with that. I think the Niners have a chance. I, it just... It's really... It, it, All it takes now, rookies have an outsized influence in the NFL now. And second year guys have an outsized influence. It didn't used to be that way. And so if a couple of guys on that defense make the leap, it's a very different Niners team.
0: I actually think Dallas could be
1: really bad. Oh, I agree with that. I think that's an LS night. night. I agree. I was at Cowboys (laughs) camp the last two
2: days. I I felt nothing. Who's Dak throwing the ball to? Cole Beasley?
0: Dak is a classic. Are are we sure?
2: Alan Hearns. Okay, Alan Hearns is a a credible NFL player. I mean, uh, that
1: wasn't... I was just factually naming that it's Alan Hearns. I wasn't endorsing Alan Hearns.
2: They took a chance on someone else, too. Who is the other player that they signed? Uh, Obviously, Zeke's going to get the ball a lot.
0: Right. Um, I'm going to give you the worst Super Bowl ads right now. Okay. The Buffalo Bills are plus 140... I guess that's like... The receivers are you bet hundred. You win. Oh, Tavon Austin, obviously. Tavon Austin. That's what but he's I gonna. Saying, he's yeah. gonna. He's gonna be like a gadget type. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm out on Tavon Austin. The Bills are the worst. It looks like 145 to one. Jets are 125 to one. That oh. seems low. Tampa hundred one. I agree with that. Tampa has some bad juju this year. The thing
2: that we're not talking that we didn't talk about with regard to Darnold is um, the Jets have a top five worst offensive line in the NFL this year. Yeah, and Mm. I
1: we I brought that up earlier. I mean he
2: it's it's David Carr's offensive line. Like he's in trouble, and one of the why they should one of the cases for sitting him is that he he might just get annihilated. I mean he's been under pressure in preseason games against third string defenses immensely.
1: Counterpoint: Russell Wilson has been getting completely destroyed for five years, and he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Yeah, Seattle's 60-1, to one, which seems mm-hmm. low. The other ones that are in there, Miami's got terrible at Cincinnati, Arizona, Chicago. It's interesting to Browns. me, the Seattle
1: thing is interesting to me because they were the first team to figure out the CBA after it was signed 2011 and now that they're done we get to see the f- first sort of life cycle of a team that figured out the CBA and I think that's what's interesting to watch about that it's almost like you used to talk about the guys who came in from high school in the NBA yeah. and whether or not they age differently like now we see like the life cycle of a really good team in the modern era and it's, and and it's second, five and a half years it strikes their me their secondary fell apart too uh, that's, what's no, but that's, that's what say. I'm, I'm saying I'm just but that but that's it And all, but also you sign those guys to big contracts stuff starts log jamming and then all of a sudden it t- after you could tell tell. They knew this last
0: year because they made a couple big short term bets right. with their salary cap, knowing that they were going to be F for this year. I
2: think they had a golden generation in the secondary Absolutely. guys that were like three or four Hall of Famers there. And those guys aren't on the team anymore if or they're you, too injured. If you to play. hit on
1: third, fourth and fifth round picks and they become all pro guys, you're going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Well, the reality is you've four to five year run now. Yep. The Pats have been able to have four, four to five year runs. Mm hmm but tell me about it. Seattle stretched theirs out to maybe s- five, five years. And I think that's the upper throwaway. limit,
1: unless you have a historically good coach and it was 11 in the of same place.
0: six years, 11 to 16. Yeah. Right. Or 12 to 16.
1: It was tw- 11. They, they made some noise and made the playoffs. Yeah.
0: So, so it was six year run, which is more than you can ask for. I, I just, I thought Wilson was 16, running sorry, for I was
1: one year. It was 12, to, 12 is the first year. So they, five
0: year it, run, 12 is the year they drafted Russell Wilson and they were useless last year. Uh, Wilson looked like he was running for his life last year. It's a, it's a football malpractice. Do you have Mahomes
1: fever, by the way? A little bit. Touch of Mahomes. Um, I talked to the GM there. He said they're actually so generally. I'm I'm waiting and seeing. He's throwing a lot of interceptions in practice, and people say Aaron Rodgers throws a lot of interceptions in practice, but that's different. Rodgers is testing his his receivers a lot, and he'll throw just to see if a guy can come down with it. Mm. Mahomes. If he's doing that, shouldn't be doing that. He should be trying to complete passes in practice. Um, I I just think he's throwing interceptions. So um, I think that they're going to try to... I think the fact that he's a rookie quarterback and he's on the cheap deal and they can build a team around him is a big selling point for them. And I think that's going to be a net win because it's not like Alex Smith was so good um, that I think saving... $14 Fourteen million dollars against the cap is really important at that position. I think Mahomes can be can be really good. I don't know if it's going to be this season. It might be the Chiefs might be a twenty nineteen team. I'm looking Who at. has the best
2: season? Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, or Patrick Mahomes? Kirk Cousins. I say Alex Smith. I uh, Alex Smith looked very competent last night.
0: I haven't done Kirk all Cousins. my homework yet. The AFC West is. Can That's one of the ones I can't figure Camille out. Khalil Mack's just not going to play. And also, like, why do we think John Gruden's going to be a good coach? I think he's, I think that could be a disaster. I agree. And then you look at Denver with with Keenum, which is allegedly they're rebuilding a little bit, but I thought Keenum was good last year. I could Keenum see them being good. sneaky.
1: Of, well, John La is...
0: Chargers just every year, 10 guys get hurt,
1: cross yes, them yesterday off.
2: Yesterday, they were relitigating why Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick isn't on and the did Denver And you Broncos. see that's
1: going to screw with the NFL's collusion case?
2: Yes. That's- I mean, he, he's talking all about his testimony or his, his deposition. You Elway. can't... Elway just getting after it.
0: But it's funny, the Chiefs are plus 275. They were good last year. Yeah. New Andy Reid every year is reliable in the regular season. Those odds seem ten, the I,
1: I think not, most nine, out of nine, whack, right? Nine, 10 wins we're looking at. And that just depends what else happens. Oakland, they gave John Gruden $100 million and they're just not going to give Mack any money.
0: The weird thing is, I, I don't know, there's so much legacy stuff. Like in the NFCs, the Eagles are minus 150. The Cowboys are plus 325, Giants right. are plus 450, Redskins the, are I plus I think the Giants will be better than the Cowboys. Well, that's why I don't understand. Who thinks the Cowboys are going to be good?
2: Mm, I don't I mean, see that.
0: I, I think Jason Garrett has a better chance to be first coach fired than than, uh, than they win the division. This is a weird
2: one. I feel like you could have said the exact same thing the last three seasons, though, with the Cowboys. Before we knew that the Dak and Zeke were going to be good, every year it's sort of like, are they good? Are they they always had a good offensive line. But aside from that, there's no there's no telling. I, you never know. They're a national team, too. So the, the odds are always a little bit skewed because of that, right?
0: You're saying, though. Oh, I the get Cowboys. it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. people, More people bet on them. Yeah. So what's your Jets prediction?
2: Uh, I th- I'd be thrilled with 6-10 and 10 if he if he plays eight games and plays well. Sam.
0: You hear Sean and I fixed the Oscars on Channel 33 last week?
2: I, ha- I, with I, I, Amanda I was I haven't caught up on we it. We fixed it. Yeah, they sent us a check. They said thanks so much. Congratulations! Guys. Yeah. The most
0: popular category, which was the dumbest idea ever, and we actually made it work. Yeah. We made it so that you have to submit to one or the other. So if you were, yeah, if you are right. uh, I
1: heard the idea. It's great.
0: Yeah, if you're one of the comic book movies, you have a choice. Black Panther, are you submitted for best movie or most popular? They'll submit to best movie. So cross them off. They're out of most popular. I have a note to address about another podcast you did, which is it on. Tuesday, Danny and
1: I did a podcast. We mentioned William Hayes, the Dolphins defensive lineman, who believes in many conspiracy theories, including that we didn't land on the moon. And then I realized I started to make fun of this, and then I realized that we have someone here at the Ringer.com. No, th-
0: this is now revisionist
2: history. <laughs> Check out that episode of Black on the Air if you missed it. Bill, uh, I didn't say I, I didn't believe in the-
0: No, I didn't say we. I didn't say I didn't think we landed on the moon. He said there's said a 10% chance. You said it was 90 10. I he was like, 90, I'm not 100% 10. in on it. If I had to bet my life, I would bet we landed on the moon. I'm okay. just not 100% on it. I'm 90%. Okay. Cool. I think JFK was killed by multiple people. I do believe that. I'm 100% on that. Uh, we're trying to do good journalism here at the Ringer Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. You want to plug anything? No. Who'd you no. interview this
2: week? The Crazy Rich Asians director. I did John M. Chu, which is a, a great big romantic picture. comedy, and people should check that movie out. And John is a cool guy. KC.
1: As far as when I mean, we got, rare NFL, NFL show with Danny Kelly and Rhino Hanlon. Um, got a couple pieces coming next week. Kirk Cousins, all that stuff. Cousins fever from you. I mean, I yeah, it's what happens. So what happens yeah. when when you pick a
0: team to w- make the Super Bowl. You got to go all <laughs> in on your pieces. That's going to come back to haunt you. Uh, Thanks to Kevin. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Starbucks Double Shot. Starts with a bold Starbucks coffee blended with milk for a smooth, creamy, delicious flavor enhanced with ginseng, guarana, and B vitamins. Are you sharper when you have more energy, Kevin? Absolutely. Great. I know fantasy is fantasy is drinking coffee constantly. The
2: answer is true.
0: Starbucks double shot energy to do the things you actually do find in your local convenience store. Thanks to FanDuel. This NFL season FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before. Like the free weekly pick em contest or Fanduel's free NFL Survivor League. Pick one team every week of the season for a chance at the $250,000 prize. FanDuel even has a new tool called Guru, which helps you pick your lineup. So you feel more confident going into game day. Try FanDuel new players, please. Today get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit sign up use promo code BS don't forget about fantasy football and the ringer NFL show along with Kevin and Mays and GM Street and all the other stuff we have there fantasy football coming up very exciting enjoy the week talk to you next week